With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy la duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And John Ramos as well. Boom, it is a BKR Monday as we look back at the NBA Finals. It's kind of funny because I thought the NBA Finals were actually supposed to be the Western Conference Finals. Turning out, that is the case. Warriors up 2-0 on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Last night, Jonas, was a game that I expected... I think many people expected after the Cavs lost that heartbreaker on Thursday, I wasn't sure that they were going to have anything left in the tank. And now there's actual video out. No, not of anything that happened in game two. All you need to see is Steph Curry raining threes and Kevin Durant dominating on both ends. And you get a sense of what game two is. We get a sense of why game two played out because of video that we saw in game one. A video that was released showing LeBron James during the entire team timeout of Game 1 when J.R. Smith thought that they were up by one. And seeing LeBron's reaction, 
his reaction to when the Cavalier or when he found out the Cavaliers still had a timeout and it wasn't used at the reg- at the end of regulation. That is why the Cavaliers then went out and lost by 19 points last night to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Le- LeBron's in this situation where he needs two things in order for them to win games. He has to be the best player on the planet, maybe in history, and he needs Golden State, who's got a minimum of three Hall of Famers, to collectively suck at the same time. That's a lot of things that you've got to have happen in order for you to compete in this series. Guess what? He got that in Game 1. The reason he was so upset in Game 1 that they lost that game is because he knew that was the game to steal in this series. He's going to have to steal a couple of games in this series. And when that game was lost by several plays that were made that we can get into throughout the course of the show, you just saw his demeanor. You saw him after the game when he grabbed his purse and and left the post-press conference because he was upset about a question. You saw the on-court reaction to J.R. Smith when he made the play. And now this video comes out after they lose game two, a game everybody expected. The, the spread was 12 and a half. Not that you gamble or anything, Dan, and not that we talked about you gambling on it right before we went on the air. Again, that's not what we want to get into. But the spread was 12 and a half points in a game that went into overtime. Everybody knew that was the one they had to get. LeBron played it out, and then when you see the video afterwards, it's like, yeah, it's over. <laughs> when you look at these final series, it should it should be of note that in 2015, when LeBron ended up playing without Kevin Love because of the shoulder injury, and then they lost Kyrie in Game 1, remember the Cavs came back and won Game 2 yeah. in, the, in a split where both of those games were in overtime. But the last two final series in 2016 and 2017 for the games one and two in Oakland were Warrior blowouts. And so LeBron understands, sure, they won games five and seven in Oakland in 2016, but LeBron should knows the history of winning and winning games. I also think he knows his team isn't good enough to win all of their games in Cleveland. Sure, they've had success in Cleveland, but against this Warriors team, I don't think that he was under any any you know notions that they'd be able to sweep Golden State at home, so that made even stealing a game in Oakland in the first two games that much more imperative. And last night, I, I guys are starting to fill roles, and we know what the Cavaliers have. They didn't have anything left in the tank. I don't know why anybody would have thought J.R. Smith would rebound from the mistake and come out and have a lights-out game in Game 2. When you see the video of Game 1 and you talk about just the the air being punched out of their gut, that wasn't a we lost Game 1. That is we aren't going to get a game here in Oakland. That is a that is a two-game video that we see in that, that two minutes and 30 seconds, knowing that, as you mentioned, that they lost their opportunity in Game 1, but knowing in Game 2 that the circumstances that you mentioned, that Golden State was going to be off, that LeBron was going to have 51 points, that Kevin Love, even though Kevin Love's been pretty good, that that the the pieces that they needed to step up were going to be there, there was no way that was going to repeat in Game 2, and that's why I thought this Warriors blowout by 19 points in Game 2 was something that was just inevitable after how it ended in Game 1. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I wasn't surprised at all by it. Um, the fact that, and there was this point during the game where if you watched Game 2, it was like Cleveland could get to about an eight-point reach. They were within eight points. They could get to within about eight points. 
and they could just never get over that. And that's yeah. and that's all like that second, third gear that you've got to have. And if the one thing you've noticed about LeBron James, and he's been brilliant in the postseason, he's been fantastic. But the one thing about LeBron James that you can't deny, he has picked his spots. He's identified which games are winnable early on, and he has picked the spots in games where he will conserve energy and he will use what he's got left in the tank to win games. In Boston, games one and I think game one and game five, I think, were prime examples of a guy who realized early on I can either gun it and try and will us back into this game with not a whole lot of help, or I can save my legs, save my energy, and if it goes seven games, I've got a little left in the tank. And guess what happened? End of Game 7 against Boston, he was the strongest player on the floor. He was the freshest player on the floor. He made all the plays and won that game for him late. He identified Game 1 as one of those games that he could get. And then it went back to Game 2 after he lost it, and he identified Game 2 at some point, and just, I think he realized, damn, we could have a split right now, and I'd be okay losing this game. We're screwed. Now you go back to Cleveland, you try and figure it out in a must-win situation in Cleveland. I know Golden State ended up running away in the fourth quarter. It was about the four-minute mark when Ty Lue ended up putting the subs in. I was surprised that it didn't happen earlier. Like I thought like yeah. midway through the fourth quarter. And, and that's the point. The, the Warriors kept the Cavs at arm's length throughout that entire game. It was, what, eight points, ten points, get up to 13. Then the Cavs would maybe go on a little run. But when you have Steph Curry, when you have Klay Thompson, when you have Kevin Durant, those six-point leads in two trips can become 12-point leads. And that's why I just don't think – it never seemed that Cleveland was ready to make a run in the second half. Maybe it got within six. Maybe it was like 77-71 at one point. But it never seemed like, okay, momentum is changing now. It just seemed like – Maybe the Cavaliers had some, tur- or the Warriors had some turnovers, <laughs> some bad trips, and the Cavaliers were able to counter. But it never seemed never. like they got momentum. And again, it goes back to Game One, and it goes back to this video that has been circulating. We've got to tweet it out. Maybe JS Ramos zero six can end up tweeting it out for people to see. Who's that? Or Jonas can as well. <laughs> the the fact is, is that's just where it all ended. And now you're in a two zero deficit where many people believe this finals is over. It's it's demoralizing. If you're an opponent, it's got to be just demoralizing to know that you're you no matter what you do, it's not good enough. And even when it is good enough, it's still not good enough because somebody makes a mistake late in a game. Like that is demoralizing. This I I have a feeling that it's demoralizing even more because I think LeBron James and the Cavs know that the Warriors aren't as good as we want to make them to be. They are amazing, but they aren't an unstoppable force. And you've also seen them so many times now. Like we see this in in the in Major League Baseball in the postseason. When did Kenley Jansen start getting tagged? Later in the postseason, after teams had seen him, after players have had several at-bats against him. You've started to see it. You now know how he pitches. You start to see bullpens and guys uh, throwing fewer innings later in the postseason because you can't really trust him in big spots anymore, and it's familiarity. Like You're now seeing him over and over again. This is the fourth time for a lot of these guys seeing each other, and I think Cleveland looks at him and goes – we we kind of know what they are. LeBron just ha- doesn't have enough around him to get it done, and that's frustrating. Do you, do you, is this the worst Cavs team 
in the finals more than more so than the 2015 team against the Warriors that didn't have Kevin Love because of the injury and then Kyrie got injured. Yeah, I would say I would say that um also because in that series they had a 2-1 lead. If you remember Cleveland took a 2-1 lead mm-hmm. in that series and everyone said, "Wow, it's a must-win situation in game 4." And then they didn't lose a game afterwards for Golden State. So yeah, I would say this is probably the worst one because I mean, they're having to go to guys who I mean, let, let's not free that, that have never been in this situation before. They've never been in this moment. You've still got several players there who have seen these guys over and over again, but it's those other pieces like that missed free throw that we talk about in J.R. Smith making the mistake. George Hill's an 80% free throw shooter. Why is he missing that free throw? It's the moment, it's the scene, it's fatigue, it's it's the environment. Like there's a lot of newness to the Cavs. The core, majority of the core is still there outside of Kyrie Irving, but there's so much yeah. newness there. Yeah, and I, I think that the elements that you talk about of of needing the Cavaliers to get a win, and that's why that's why I, I brought the point up, is there is a gap between the Warriors and Cavaliers. And for the Cavaliers to close that gap and win a game, a lot has to go right for the Cavaliers. And you touched on it right on off the top, is they have to play extremely well. LeBron's got to be on his game. The Warriors have to be off. And you still need contributions if you're the Cavaliers from the guys that you wouldn't necessarily consider. So that's where, as I see like LeBron looking at, there's one thing if the Warriors are just unstoppable. There's nothing you can do. You could you could play your best, and, and it's probably the same thing with the Cavs. That if this was the best Warriors team that they were facing, then I think maybe he would be like, okay, maybe more receptive. Not that he wants to lose, but maybe he would understand it better. But I think he sees with Igadala out, with the lack of depth that they seem to have, that maybe that if everything does go right for the Cavaliers, they could do something, and it isn't as insurmountable. But man, they need to. They they you obviously can't have Steph Curry shooting, you know, making nine threes, and Kevin Durant doing what what he did to win a game. But I do think some of it is he understands that maybe the Warriors aren't as they're more vulnerable yeah. than people want to give them an opportunity to. But he unfortunately is bringing a knife to a gunfight right now. Yeah, and and they're and they're so it's so overwhelming. If I mean if you're a new player on that team and you see them get hot like they did in the third quarter or the fourth quarter, you saw it in Houston in game 7. Like there's a like there's a guy who he's a he's a trainer. He trains MMA fighters. His name's Faraz Sahabi. And he came up with a quote one time. He said certain guys that you see fight, they have this thing called the touch of death. And he says to where if a guy hits you, a normal a normal fighter still can hit very hard, a professional, high-ranking fighter. He hits you, and it's like, okay, I felt that before. But then there's those select few that have what he calls the touch of death to where when they hit you, it's just different. Things change inside. You're not used to that. You, go, you freeze because it's so devastating that you're almost in shock of what you're dealing with. There's points where you see the Warriors get hot, and when players aren't used to it, like so many of these Cavs who aren't used to it outside of those core players that that have seen it so many times, they just kind of freeze because Steph Curry's throwing up carnival shots, stuff we would do in the backyard when mom would say, hey, dinner's ready, and it's like, all right, well, it's getting dark out, so throw one more shot up and see if it goes in. (laughs) And he's doing it in the finals, and he's making these shots. Like It's nuts, man. So you see that as players, and they're like, what the hell's going on? There's... 
Steph Curry hit that. You can watch the Cavs bench in this in the game where Steph Curry hits that shot where he leans to his right and just throws it up and uh, at the shot and the shot clock is expiring. I think it was third quarter. I think it was uh, put it to like 102.89 or something. One of the players on the Cavs bench just puts his head down and starts scratching his head like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't even. That's what you know. I mean, I can't even get spot minutes in this game. This guy's throwing one-legged shots up in the air like he's at a carnival. It's crazy. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Covers the NBA for Yahoo. He's also the co-host of the new podcast, The Pull-Up, with C.J. McCollum. Jordan Schultz joins us on Fox Sports Radio. And Jordan, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. We were trying to figure out this formula, and it seems pretty simple. Everything's got to go right for the Cavs, and everything's got to go wrong for the Warriors to uh, have Cleveland give a chance. Is it is it that simple? Does LeBron James have to have a 50-point outcome for the Cavaliers to want to win a game in this series? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's why it's so frustrating if you're a Cavs fan because you understand that regardless of how well everybody else plays, ultimately LeBron's going to have to get 40, 45, 50 for you to even have a chance. It's just a microcosm of the Cavs season because, you know, unless LeBron is really aggressive and efficient offensively looking for his own shot, um, they don't have an opportunity to beat the Warriors and and the biggest issue, and this is my co-host on, on pull up CJ McCollum has said, is they're the worst defensive team they've. Okay. They're 27th this year in defense, 28th in blocks, and, and they just get killed in transition and half court. They can't stop the Warriors, so that's why Game One was so deflating. Um, he's uh, Jordan Schultz with us here uh, from Yahoo Sports uh, on Fox Sports Radio. So. We saw his uh, frustrated in that video afterwards. We saw he was very bothered by it. And I've almost looked at LeBron, and there's for as great as he's been, and he's played every single game, and he's played an insane amount of minutes this year at, at this stage of his career, but there are times where you can see where he's conserving his energy during games. He's picking his spots. And even in games to where there were a couple of games in the Boston series where I felt like he determined pretty early on in that game that that maybe wasn't a winnable game. So why empty the gas tank, utilize this seven-game series, you got some wiggle room, and save up for a potential Game 7. So when he misses those opportunities like he did in Game 1, what do we have next? Seeing how he came out in Game 2, what would you anticipate his mannerisms, his his attitude, his energy to be like coming into Game 3? I think he'll be completely reinvigorated by being at home, of being out of Oracle, which is just a house of horrors for them, and knowing that if they lose game three, they're done. And so I would imagine you'll see more of game one LeBron, which is the aggressive offense, look for my own shot. He, he almost has to be selfish, which is not his – that's not his natural point of view with how he plays because he's such a good passer and he's such an inclusive player. And that's why people criticize him sometimes. I, I don't think it's fair, but in this specific situation, he has to score. And, and I understand why he takes plays off. I'm, I, he, nobody plays more minutes. I mean, he played – he basically averages 46, 47 minutes in the playoffs. So he's, he's got to be tired. And the opportunity for him in game three is that if he, if he doesn't come out guns blazing and shooting, looking for his own shot, they're going to be down 10, 15 at the half, and they're not going to have an opportunity. So he, he has to be more aggressive in attack. Jordan Schultz joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, covering the NBA for Yahoo Sports. And again, as he mentioned, his podcast with C.J. McCollum called The Pull-Up. 
is it enough for Steph Curry to have an off game for the Cavs to to win a game three or game four? Or do they need even more than just one of the Warriors' best of, of not being on point? Well, I think if Steph doesn't play great in game three, if he plays okay, the Warriors still win. If he has a bad game, it's a different story. The, the issue is that Cleveland, they, they just don't have the defensive flexibility to to switch and allow LeBron to have plays off. Like, if you saw last night with KD, this is why the Warriors are so good. They're so dynamic. Not only can they switch one through five and go small with Draymond at the five or KD at the five, but they allowed Durant last night to play uh, to rest more defensively. So that's why he wasn't really guarding LeBron, and you see him go 10 of 14. The Cavs need LeBron to guard KD a lot of the time. So I don't even know if if Steph, if Steph has, a, has a bad game, they have a shot. But if he goes for 20 on you know, 40% shooting, Clay or KD is probably going to have 30, and Draymond's going to have 8 and 10, and you're going to get Livingston or somebody else. I mean, these are the ancillary parts that the Warriors have that Cleveland just doesn't have the luxury of. Uh, Jordan Schultz, uh, Yahoo Sports uh, NBA insider with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb. Jordan, what has to happen in this series outside of winning it for LeBron James to say, I want to stick around here in Cleveland? I don't think there's anything that can happen outside of that. And even then, fellas, I don't know if he would stay. I, I don't think he would stay. I, for me, the only, the best way for him to stay is if they had an opportunity, Cleveland, to go out and really help him and get a, a, another marquee guy. They, I don't think they can unless they pull a rabbit out of their hat and go and get like a Paul George, which is not going to happen. All they, they don't have a lot of assets. They have the eighth pick. There's just, they don't have a lot of flexibility. So for me – why go back to Cleveland and put yourself in that position if you're LeBron? I think the Lakers make a lot of sense for two reasons. One is that you have the blueprint of magic to really show you how to become a media mogul and, and, and grow your career outside of basketball because he is 33 years old. And two, you have Kuzma there, who's a wonderful young player. You have Ingram, who had a really quietly had a very good year. Ball is there, and they can go out and get a guy like Paul George, who he's close with from Team USA and could play – and defer away from him. So I, the Lakers make a lot of sense. There's been talk of Houston, uh, Philadelphia. To me, those are more dark horses at this point. Well, your co-host, uh, Jordan Schultz, with us here on Fox Sports Radio, your co-host, CJ McCollum, you do a podcast with, the Pull Up Podcast. He was all over Twitter watching yes. this game, and yes. he, he was throwing out Houston. And i got to give him credit. A lot of people make uh, give lazy takes and, and just say, oh, he's going to go here like it's fantasy football or basketball. But he actually broke down salary caps, who they would need to move around in order to make it work. So are you telling us that maybe your co-host has got some inside information and LeBron James is going to be a rocket? No, I don't think CJ has inside information. I will tell you that CJ is the guy who's going to take my job at some point. I mean, there is not I have not come across a smarter athlete, not just basketball player, uh, athlete, 26, and he understands salary cap. The guy is a basketball savant. We have, we've had conversations just – in general, just watching games, et cetera, where I, I can't – some of the stuff he pulls out of nowhere is remarkable. So for him to say that, it's probably based on inside info, but him really seeing a basketball fit and making it work. And Houston can get creative, whether it's with, you know, Tucker or Ariza or some of these contracts. Um, but for me, I, I would say that's more of a long shot. However, the Rockets are right there. And if you put LeBron with Paul and Harden, you can imagine they would be an absolute um, – absolute favor to win the championship i'd imagine jordan schultz of yahoo sports joining us going to wrap up with this because we're going to dive into this is there any validity to jr smith 
And even Rodney Hood saying it's difficult to play with someone like LeBron. Is that a valid statement to make? So when I see that, I'm like, how can that be, right? And, and the guy, because like I just said, he's so inclusive. And anybody that watches LeBron knows that. But for me, what Hood said and what some guys have echoed to me, players, is that, you know, the pressure is enormous. But also, I think if you're, if you're a spot-up shooter like a Kyle Korver, who can get LeBron can get you wide open looks. That's one thing. But if you are somebody that needs to be on the ball more, and you're a creative player, it, it, I can imagine it can be challenging at times, just because you're going to end up deferring to LeBron in a shot clock situations, or even in regular offense, because he's going to be the guy with the ball creating the most. So in that sense, I can I think it is hard. It surprised me though when I when I've talked to players that have said it's it's not as easy as you think. It's not a knock against LeBron. It's just that when you're that good of a player. Uh, even a great passer, it, you're going to have to play off the ball more, and that's just the, that's really the reality with with LeBron, regardless of how inclusive he is. Find him on Twitter at Schultz underscore Report. Read his stuff on Yahoo and listen to him on the Pull Up Podcast with CJ McCollum, Jordan Schultz. Jordan, we appreciate the time. Enjoy Game Three coming up on Wednesday. Cavs in seven, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, jeez. Oh, I was talking about uh, 2019 NBA playoffs. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. This is what J.R. Smith explained life is like playing with one of the greatest of all time. Just a lot of pressure, not for myself or my teammates, but just, you know, playing as a playing on his team. It's a blessing and it's a gift and a curse. Um, you play on his team and you play with the best player in the world and you get to witness some great historic things, be a part of it. And then on the other side, if you don't help that person win, they're looking at you too. So it's, it's a lot of pressure depending on how you look at it. I tell him all the time he has the opportunity to play with me as well. Um, okay, that, it's a funny line at the end that we all laugh at. But the point where he says, if you don't play well, they are looking at you. No duh. That, yeah. Like like like. Do you want a, a free pass? Like, sure, the spotlight is bigger, but if you end up performing like you should at any level, Jonas, whether it be in the in college G League or in the NBA, if you play well, yeah, things are g- going to go well. And if you don't play well, I don't think you should be immune of criticism just because you're playing on LeBron James's team. Yeah, listen, when you're the weak link and the other guy is always playing well, and you sometimes play okay, and then other times you make critical mistakes late in games, you're going to be the one that people point at and blame. So I, for that, I, I agree with you. That I mean, come on, man, that's that's part of the deal. The other aspect of this, though, is I, I do think that it wears certain players out, and I think that it wore Kyrie Irving out because as much as people say, well, you know, Kyrie Irving kind of wanted to go do his own thing, I think part of the reason he wanted to do his own thing was there's always drama around LeBron James. There's always something happening, something going on. A lot of that is not his fault, but there are parts of it that is his fault. He does welcome the passive aggressiveness of his uh, of his comments. He makes uh, passive aggressive statements, vague comments and reactions on social media. And some guys who maybe are straight shooters or direct don't want to be around that and have to deal with it. Think about this. Kevin Love missed parts of the season and admitted to having uh, a panic attack during a game. Ty Lue in the same season missed parts of the game because he was dealing with anxiety. Like, like, those are two key members of that team. 
I think all the, the drama and the pressure that comes in, and I'm not blaming LeBron so much for that, but there's so much of a spotlight on them that I think it just wears guys out sometimes, and I think there is something too, just the residuals that come with LeBron James. As he said, there's a lot of great things, but sometimes it's a pain in the ass as well. Well, J.R. Smith needs to call Kevin Love and needs to call Chris Bosh to, to understand what it's right. really like. And yes. Kyrie Irving yes. actually has the ability of being a superstar and wanting to leave. Not much is asked of J.R. Smith, and J.R. Smith could look back to his time as at the New York or with the New York Knicks, and if J.R. Smith goes one for twelve from the floor, which he was known to do with the New York Knicks, that was going to hurt them just as much because Car- Carmelo may have gone three of seventeen. At least if J.R. Smith goes one for twelve, LeBron is able to do something to maybe counter that. So I think that J.R. Smith should look at it as. I just I find it ridiculous for J.R. Smith to say something with the the fact of if we don't play well we get criticized. That's what that's what these superstars deal with every every night. And Kevin Love and Chris Bosh would play well. It just they wouldn't play well enough, and people would criticize them. So I don't think that J.R. Smith has an argument. Yeah, there's stress that comes with it, but J.R. Smith isn't the one dealing with the the stress. Rodney Hood, who kind of admitted the the same thing to the undefeated, saying that. It's something different. I'll, I'll use the quote here. The basketball stuff has been the easiest part. The stuff that comes out of it, you lose a game and everyone talks about it on TV the next day. They may say some things that you may not agree with. You lose a game and you feel like the world is coming down. You win. It's like you're supposed to win. It's still a struggle for me to adapt to that. Maybe Rodney Hood isn't cut out for that position. Rodney Hood was put into that position by being traded to the to the Cleveland Cavaliers J.R. Smith has been with LeBron James for years. Yeah. And so, like, I, I just I give Rodney Hood a little bit more leeway. Maybe we're finding out, you know, maybe Rodney Hood's going to be a 17-point scorer for a team that's going to be ninth in whatever conference he's in, and things are going to be fine. And there are you know, there are difficulties some guys can't adjust. But to think that these guys are the ones that are, like, really dealing with the worst part of playing with LeBron – they're not even in the NBA Finals if it wasn't for LBJ. Yeah, well, and, and J.R. Smith doesn't get his last contract if not for LeBron. Yeah, right. so to, to to that as well too. Yeah, I I just look. It's part of it's part of the deal, man. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with with Zumo Play.